Friends, uh, that word, hallelujah, is going to be the theme of what you hear for the next 15 minutes. It is the message, hallelujah. Um, the response to hallelujah today is going to be to come to Jesus' table. Um, so that when that time comes, we can do so uh, kind of uninterrupted. I'm going to give you the logistics right now. Okay? Uh, we're going to receive in stations today. There's going to be a station for each of the four sections. Uh, when it comes time, I'll invite you to stand up, exit to the left. Every section except this one will come forward to the front of your station to receive. This section, you'll exit left and then go back because there's a giant tub of water <laughs> uh, kind of in the way. Um, the bread and wafers are 100% gluten-free today. Um, you'll be invited to receive a wafer and a small cup of juice. Uh, if This meal is for everybody who has been baptized into the worldwide body of Christ. Um, if for some reason you don't feel you can or ought to receive today, um, if you want to come and uh, go in line, simply put a hand over your heart, and one of those serving will offer a blessing over your life instead of receiving the elements instead when we get to that point. Over the last month in worship here, there has been a psalm that has been read each Sunday. Oftentimes, when we read a psalm, I mean, they're poetry, they're song lyrics, we tend to take them one by one. And taking them one by one, each one of the 150 is an awesome, incredible little gem and a prayer in its own. However, it is also true that the book of Psalms is 150 long, and if you start at the beginning and go all the way to the end, it's not just a random collection of poems. It actually goes somewhere. Stick with me. I'm going to give you the two-minute summary of the book of Psalms. You ready? Okay. Psalm 1 is all about wisdom and foolishness. Blessed is the person who does not walk in the ways of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. That's foolishness. The way of wisdom is to delight in the word of God. Fools ignore God. Wise people meditate on the word of God. Psalm number two. Why do the nations rage and peoples plot in vain against the Lord and his Messiah? Again, Fools resist God, rebel against him, and hate him. The wise cooperate with the Messiah. Starting with Psalm 3, there's a mixture of praise, laments, thanks, cries for help, hopes, remembrances. Everything about the spiritual life is there. It's kind of a roller coaster ride. Sometimes it's difficult and there's lots of tears. Other times it's like the praise is rising up. And then when we get a little later in the book, Psalm 113 through Psalms 118 are called the Hallel Psalms. Hallel is the Hebrew word for praise. Psalm 113 to 18, total praise breaks out. It's a little sign that we're getting close to the end. And then Psalm 120 through 134 are Psalms of Ascent. Songs that pilgrims sang on their way to the temple, on their way into the presence of God. And by the time we make it to Psalm 145, the hallels, the hallelujahs, just are getting faster and more furious. Earlier in the book of Psalms, every time there's a hallelujah or a praise of the Lord, there's always a reason why. Praise the Lord because 
He's good. He's faithful. He made the heavens and the earth. By the time we get to Psalm 150 at the end, there's no more reasons. It's just praise the Lord, everybody with everything, because he's God. (sighs) Amen. The psalm for today is Psalm 148. Almost at the very end, almost at the pinnacle of hallelujahs, but there are a ton of hallelujahs and hallels in this psalm. We're going to read it together. Every time there's a hallelujah, it's in bold print and in yellow, and it's your turn to say that word, preferably with some strength and volume. You with me? Hallelujah simply means praise the Lord. Here we go. Psalm 148. From the heavens, in the heights above, all his angels, all his heavenly hosts, sun and moon, all you shining stars, in the highest heavens, let them, the name of the Lord. There's still a few reasons in Psalm 148. For at his command, they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. From the earth, you great sea creatures, ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds, sub-zero temperatures that do his bidding, You mountains and little hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals, domestic animals. This means your pets. I love that. Snakes, reptiles, flying birds. And now, after all these things of the earth, finally it's human beings' turn in Psalm 148. But... Lest we get big heads, God's people need helpers, as it were, in our own praise. It's only with everybody in all creation's voices all together that we can adequately reflect the majesty of God back to him. Kings of the earth and all nations, you princes, presidents, senators and mayors, rulers on earth, young men and women, old folks, young ones alike, Let everybody, the name of the Lord, for his name alone is to be praised. God's glory soars beyond earth and heaven itself. Our God will shoulder the weakness of his people, his lowly, faithful ones, the people who are close to his heart. And just in case you missed it, the last word of this psalm is hallelujah. Isn't God's word awesome? Heaven and earth and people are all to proclaim the glory and praise of God. Now, in 2017, there were some great things that happened that very naturally elicit hallelujahs from people who love God. In the heavens, do you remember Eclipse Day, total Eclipse Day back in August? Oh, hey. There's our staff standing in front of Elmhurst Christian Church with our eclipse glasses on. The reason it was such an awesome day in listening to news and radio reports, I mean, people who never go to church 
We're standing in the path of the eclipse in its totality and exclaiming things like, ah, I've never seen anything like it. Oh my goodness, God. I mean, I heard people just instinctively utter these things when we see heavenly bodies pass in front of one another. In 2017, if you're of a scientific mind, uh, it's only been a few years that scientists have been able to measure gravitational waves. Literally, we have scientific instruments that can measure ripples in the space-time continuum. But this year, scientists were not only able to measure these for the fifth time, but locate a source, a couple of neutron stars out in our galaxy. And if you're an astrophysicist, this is the most exciting thing that has happened in the last 100 years. I mean, the heavens are telling the glories of God. And more and more, we are uh, cleverly fashioning instruments that are able to detect it. Here on Earth, one of the most heartening things to me in 2017 was the way human beings in North America responded to the triad of hurricanes that hit our continent. I mean, it was devastating. This congregation alone gave more than $30,000 to relief efforts. To see uh, nationwide people doing acts of kindness, generosity, it was just down south in Louisiana. There's a contingent down there called the Cajun Navy that hits the road pulling whatever kind of boat or canoe they have, just willing to rescue people. Southwest Airline flew planes full of cats and dogs just to rescue people's pets. Like, it's incredible when horrible things happen how kind people can be toward one another. Every year here on Earth, there are new cures for cancer. This year, there's a much better, uh, if I can even use this word, cure For ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, my favorite cure of this year is uh, scientists have invented something called a skin gun for people who are severe burn victims or have been damaged. Literally, we can help people with stem cells regrow their own skin. In 2017, well, in response to all those things, it's easy for me to say, praise God, hallelujah, There have been some difficult and painful things in 2017. Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria. Here in North America, still, signs of American disunity. The riot in Charlottesville sticks out in my mind. As a country, we experienced shootings at the airport in Fort Lauderdale and in Las Vegas and the church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. These last few months have indicated such a sad state of affairs of male behavior toward females in so many of our workplaces. It's indicative that perhaps our moral compass is migrating away from true north and simply more and more toward our own personal wants. None of these things necessarily makes me want to say hallelujah. However, in response to these signs that the world is a very broken place, it does not detract one bit from who God is, from his glory, 
from his purity, from his righteousness, from his holiness, from his faithfulness, from his redemptive power. And God's people can feel the liberty. No matter what the circumstances we witness from afar or in our own lives, we can have the freedom and liberty to still say, Hallelujah. Circumstances change. God does not. Anybody with me on that? Circumstances change. God does not. As this calendar changes uh, into 2018, I am personally uh, trying to pray prayers not only of hallelujah, but to also trust uh, God's timing. And I'm inviting you to jump on board with this, to trust God's timing of things. There were a few things in 2017 that have not gone according to my personal schedule. Back when Rev retired in May, I said to many folks, I sure hope by January 1, 2018, we have another pastor here. Thank you. <laughs> Lord willing, we're getting pretty close. I've mentioned this a few times. This will be the last time. It would not have been my personal timing to choose to serve on a grand jury in the state of Illinois for three and a half months just when I was starting a new job. That is not good timing for me. I am trying to say hallelujah and God, help me embrace your timing. Uh, I'm going to get a little personal here for a moment with my extended family. Uh, I have a lovely niece. She's 30 years old. Uh, I remember vividly when she was born, hightailed it um, out uh, to where she lived, about 1,200 miles away, held her for the first time. I don't have this experience often. I felt like a spiritual electricity the first time I picked this girl up. Okay, like, just a sense that God wants to do something significant in this kid. I don't know what. I mean, I was a kid myself at the time. Um, this fantastic niece of mine just got engaged uh, right before Christmas. Like, hallelujah, like, I'm so happy for her. Met her now fiancé this summer for the first time. Such great young people, full of life, promise. Uh, two days after Christmas, uh, she learned that she has cancer. So she got engaged. Four days later, young lady, you have cancer, and we're going to put you under the knife tomorrow. So in the course of five days, you know, so what, does, what can one say? What can one think even? I mean, can you imagine for this young woman the high and the lows of that in one week of life here on planet Earth? Um, through a seemingly random turn of events, I ended up for 36 hours, for a whole other reason, being in the town where my niece lives. I mean, I arrived while she was in surgery. I did not try to do that, okay? I saw her the night that she came out of surgery. I had never told her 
the spiritual impression I had the first time I held her. So to be able to communicate that and share that with her at this very dark hour, I felt was such a gift and a sign and a kindness from God. I mean, that I could literally be there physically with my sister and niece. Can we say hallelujah to cancer? I can't say hallelujah to cancer, right? But I can say hallelujah anyways. So for the great things, the good things, the blessings in our life, we as people of faith should shout as often as possible, glory to God and hallelujah. And for the stuff that is pulling us apart at the seams, our sorrow, our sickness, our cancer, our loss, the stuff that's going on in the world around us, I recommend this prayer. Hallelujah anyways. In the case of my niece, I don't know what's going to happen with her. But here's my prayer. That God is going to draw her and her fiancé closer than they ever could have been as a result of the pain they're going to go through. Hallelujah, anyways. That God's going to take our whole extended family, that we're going to be able to love her all the way through, no matter what happens. And that our whole family, there'll be more love as a result of her sickness. Hallelujah, anyways. Sometimes we talk about people, uh, the battle of cancer, and folks who pass from cancer, we say that they lost their battle with cancer. I hate that turn of phrase. It's false. I mean, maybe our mortal flesh succumbs to cancer. Like, I can go for that. That's true. Cancer does not win in the life of a believer. Jesus wins. So I can say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And even for those of us that succumb to cancer, and probably a few of us will not be here in the room 365 days from now. We're human beings. We're frail. Hallelujah anyways. Jesus wins. In 1742, uh, Handel's Messiah was performed for the first time in London, England. It was performed in Dublin, Ireland the year before. King George II, King of England, was uh, there for the performance of the Hallelujah Chorus. Uh, Handel's Messiah has three parts. Part one is about Jesus' birth. Part two is about Jesus' life culminating in his death and resurrection. And at the end of part two is when the Hallelujah Chorus is sung and played. At that performance in London in 1742, the Hallelujah Chorus, the music started, and King George rose to his feet. Now, it's English custom. If ever a monarch rises, what does everyone else do? They stand up. If there is royalty in the room and they're standing, everyone else is standing. Now, it's an open question. Was King George tired? Did he want to stretch his legs? Or did he recognize in the moment, in that moment, when Jesus' resurrection is celebrated, that there is a greater royal presence in the room, so even the king of England at that point ought to get out of his seat and stand up? 
I don't know which one it is. I'm hoping it's the second one. <laughs> Either way, since that day in 1742, anytime the strains of the Hallelujah Chorus are played, we do what we did this morning and stand to our feet in the presence of royalty, the one true God who went to death and came back and who deserves all glory and hallelujahs. Amen?